0: I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben White from Botswana.
1: Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brigno from
0: Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kedinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Biggie from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry
1: you're listening to run with coach parry as you've just heard my name is brad brown it's good to have you with us and in today's podcast we're going to be catching up with another member of our online training club coach Lindsay Barry joins us with once again uh, and with us today is Shloni mtmkulu Shloni uh, has uh, recently got into the sport of running but she's starting to take it uh, a bit more seriously now uh, she struggles in her first three kilometers of her runs and uh, Lindsay gives her some advice on how to improve that i think for most of us that's the case uh, Takes us a a bit of time to warm up. Uh, Slawny wants to know why running four days a week is important uh, if you're training uh, for a race like Comrades. We're also going to touch on something that we get asked so much uh, on the Coach Parry Online Training, uh, within the Coach Parry Online Training Club, and that is catching up on missed runs for whatever reason. If you pick up an injury or if you uh, are sick or if work and life just gets in the way, should you try and catch up those missed runs? Uh, It's a very important question. The answer coming up on today's podcast, we're also going to be talking about hill repeats uh, and the length of the hills that you should be doing as part of your hill training. We're going to talk about how to improve your running pace and the The answer may not be what you think it is. Uh, That's coming up. We're going to be talking about speed training uh, and how important it is as part of a training program. We're also going to be looking at a bit of nutrition post and pre-run and also things that you should be taking with you, uh, like gels on the run and that sort of thing. We'll touch on whether running in the morning or evening is better. And we'll also talk a little bit about strength training on today's podcast uh, and why it's the best addition Clawney can make to her running right now. That's all coming up on today's podcast. Don't forget, if you love these podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review uh, or a rating on whatever platform you listen to, particularly on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's one of the ways that uh, the podcast platforms see uh, positive signs and and say, oh, you know what? People love this podcast and it helps us grow our reach and our audience. So uh, if you do get anything out of these podcasts, we'd really appreciate it if you left us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Enough of me yakking. Let's head over to our chat with uh, Lindsay and Klauny.
2: Good morning, Clawney. How are you this morning?
0: I'm good, thanks. As you can see, I've just come in from a run, so I'm good.
2: <laughs> Excellent. And hopefully on that run, you had, you've had you thought up a whole lot of questions for us to to discuss this morning. Klauny, yeah. um, we always like to give people a little bit of background about who he who are we talking to? So, yeah, just give us a little um, history on what what brought you to running, what keeps you running, um, and then some short and, and long term goals.
0: Okay, so um, my name is Fluni. What brought me to running? So I've always done sport um, from like high school, um, and I think running was the easiest thing to do. Or has been the easiest thing to do post uh, school and like into very adult life so um yeah so i started running again maybe and like like there's always been like casual running but i think maybe three years ago or so then i started to run more seriously in inverted commas um that hasn't always been very um, effective or half done it. it hasn't always been effective. I'm a very small person, so like in terms of my body. So people always assume that I'm a better runner than I am. Um so this is what brought me to you guys. Okay. And to yeah, because I want to be a a better runner um and to be a more comfortable runner. So I mean I run and it's great and I can run a few kilometers and be fine. But um I think i like I know that actually my running can be better, and I expect of my body especially um to be running better than I am okay uh, cool yes yeah. so,
2: so so we'll get into what that means uh, shortly, so i mean your 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 one of your goals is actually to get a bit more structure to your running um mm. and obviously to run faster, so do you have a couple of short term running goals in mind? Uh, they don't necessarily have to be specifically to time um, Mm. but that is that is always helpful but what are your your running goals in terms of things you want to achieve in the short term and in the, the long term
0: well so right now i'm running a very not great 10ks at like 110 or so um and i want to bring that down to an hour if i can um, but I also want to. So I'm a very slow—not slow, but like my like the first two or three k's of any run. I don't know if this is just me, but um, yeah, the first two or three k's of my runs are always very difficult. So I don't know if that's something that you can overcome, um, but it would be great. Uh, so that running an hour ten k's um, is a big one for me actually, and then also working on my twenty-one as a result, working on my twenty-one k time as well.
2: Cool. So, um, look with a little bit of structure, I'm fairly sure that we'll get you from that one hour ten to close to an hour. So, look, let's let's kick off some Q and A then, um, because you've actually made a, a point which which does have a good answer for it, and it is it is really normal um, for people to not feel at their best in the first three kilometers, particularly during your week runs where we all have to wake up earlier no. and, and, and we don't have, you know, you I suppose you could always wake up earlier, but that's not practical. But we, we, we're often trying to maximize sleep. So we wake up um, and we head out the door fairly soon after we've woken up. So that's absolutely normal. And it's exacerbated if we are trying to run too Quickly, or get into pace uh-huh. quickly. So, for uh-huh. the first ten to fifteen minutes of any run, you don't uh-huh. want to worry about the pace that you run it. Use those uh-huh. first ten to fifteen minutes to help your body to wake up, get the you know, and as we get older, get those joints lubricated, get uh-huh. some fluid, fluid going into those those joints, um, and uh-huh. that will make the rest of your run much more enjoyable and and often it'll it'll shorten that time so instead of being three k's it might be one one and a half maybe two k's because you're not forcing the pace things that can also exacerbate that feeling of course and and there's not much we can do about that but if you live like i do at the bottom of a hill um, and the only way to get out of the complex is to run Upper hill, then it makes that worse because you're hitting a little hard section. So, again, the idea there is to really not care about the pace that you run um, Mm. all those first 10 to 15 Mm. kilometers and, and just let everything start to flow. So there's always comfort in knowing that it's A, normal, and B, that if we just chill about it, it's going to be less bad. Because you're not Mm. going to be out of breath as out of breath. Because you're not going to push yourself to run at any specific pace. Okay, so as you are, I mean, you you you're a fairly experienced runner on one hand, but you you're fairly new to getting structure and setting specific goals. So hopefully, with that, has come lots of questions. Because now is really the point of these calls. Um, Mm. Fire away and ask me all the things you've been wondering while you've been running or sitting at your desk thinking up (laughs) your your running goals?
0: So um, I suppose the first one would be, okay, so look, so in I think it was in November, was it in October last year, then the Comrades window opened. I was like, okay, surely the spot. So, I'm giving myself until the cutoff date for substitutions to see if I'm mentally able to and physically able to actually run a comrades. So, obviously, there's shorter goals um, within that. Um, so, now I'm on, I'm on your training program. Um, just in terms of like, so like the past two weeks, I've managed three runs a week instead of four because there's been rain mm-hmm. um, and horrible rain. Do you make up a run or do you get over it? And what? So, and, and what's the number that you can miss and it's okay? And then where really you just like actually now you need to put pressure.
1: Okay,
2: so there's three questions in there. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll unpack those one at a time. So firstly, it, if you're running three times a week, then you're probably hitting the kind of what we'll call minimum. Um, and and the the four day week is quite minimalist, but it's not minimum. So if you're hitting three days a week consistently, that is the minimum. One of those mm. runs should be your long run. So if you're yeah. missing if you're missing one run and it's always the long run, then then mm. with comrades in particular, you're you running um, into problems being able mm. to do enough mileage before you you um, mm. b- before you need to qualify. Mm. The second part to that question is if there is access to some form of indoor training, be it cycling Mm -hmm. or a treadmill or something along those lines, it is actually Mm -hmm. better than to hit your your fourth day like that. And then the third part of that question is that, yes, in a a four-day-a-week there is always a window to catch up. And it's one of the reasons why I like four days a week. And in Mm -hmm. the case of people who do get much more serious about their running, I will will do four days a week, but I don't like the six days a week because then when we start to catch up, it starts to compromise the the balance of the program. But on a a four-day-a-week program, if you are, in Mm -hmm. fact, needing to run, let's say it rains heavily on Monday, so that means we we now – Um, need to run on Tuesday which means we'll run Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday three days in a row of running is is okay and then we'll get our rest day on Friday and then on the weekend we'll do our um, one run or or whatever the case may be so yes with the four day a week program particularly in the space that you're playing which is this one hour ish and trying to get under one hour from one hour Mm ten because the nature of that training is always to build that aerobic first the volumes mm. are, are – and, and and the equivalent program of that one-out-ten means that you're on the finishers program. You may be on the sub-11, but you shouldn't be. But if you're on that finishers program, Finish yeah, the nature of it is that, yes, you do have flexibility to move those days around and, and catch them up. Obviously, if there's three days of rain, you're not going to catch up two missed runs. You'll, you'll, you'll catch mm. up the one. Uh, and, and that is how that, that is um, – or how the program is put in mind, okay? So at the moment, and and sorry, there was a fourth part to that question, and that was, Mm. is it sensible to go for the Comrades Finish? Your best Mm. time for 10Ks at the moment is about 70 minutes. What is your lifetime best? What's the best 10K that you've ever run? It's probably
0: 65.
2: Okay, so look, you you are... what I would call at risk of not qualifying for comrades, and you know, there's there is no um, <laughs> shame. Well, like isn't, the isn't the right word? But shame, shame isn't the right word. But there's really no issue if you do not mm-hmm. qualify for this comrades. Mm-hmm. We we do need to get down to a, a 10k. The good news is that with with following this Finishers Comrades program and the type of running that it employs, it allows us to have this dual goal, which is to work towards a marathon in April, but at the Mm -hmm. same time to keep targeting 10s and perhaps a 21 here and there. So essentially what I would do, or my advice to you on that front, is to Mm -hmm. carry on following the program. But every three to four weeks, Mm -hmm. um, and bearing in mind that we're in February, that means that in February and in March, that's two opportunities to To race 10 kilometer races mm. and based on your performance there, we then need to make a decision where you lie in terms of that marathon. And then we, we need to decide, okay, is it worth running the marathon now in the short term? A, um, mm. because you have a realistic chance of qualifying for comrades. B, would you just like to complete a marathon for your own satisfaction and confidence? Or an ultra? Yes. <laughs> yes. Or or, or a horoscope as uh, you know as the other option, mm. or mm. do we say you know what this is a 2021 project? Mm.
0: Ultra,
2: marathon ultra comrades, and actually mm. the rest of the year, what we're trying to do is is make sure that we get under the hour on a 10k, mm. and mm. on a 21k, we're at worst 215. Because then it lines everything up for a successful campaign for comrades, et cetera, in twenty twenty one. Yes. Yeah. Cool. So um yeah, that was that was a really good question. Um yeah, hopefully you got a couple more.
0: Yes, I do. Um the Hilly training that always has to be done for comrades. Because I was at the road show that you did in Joburg on the twenty second, I think it was.
2: Yes, at uh um, Renzo. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, how long must the kilometers be or how long must the hills be, ideally?
2: So that um, really depends on on, um, running ability. So for you Mm. and your running ability, those hills are typically around two minutes, which means that at the moment, based on where you're running is, they're going to be between 150 and 200 meters um, at most. But as we get fitter, they should hopefully, if we get into a position for qualifying for comrades, they will probably be around two hundred and fifty to just short of three hundred meters.
1: Hmm. Okay, so
0: most the two fifty to, to three hundred. Um. I'll see that. Yeah. So in terms of actually bettering my my running and be more comfortable. And and so the other thing with the obviously the decreasing of the TNK time is obviously increasing my or decreasing my whatever, making my running pace better. Yes. How do I do that?
2: <laughs> so the, the 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 funny part of that answer is that in the short term it's mm-hmm actually trying not to push yourself to get your running faster. So we yeah. we will you will get to parts in your running cycle where pushing yourself does become more important. And obviously, when hill training comes into the Comrades Program eventually, those sessions you will push yourself. But that makes it even more important that in the other runs, your easy runs and your long runs, in the mm-hmm. short term, it's not to push yourself. It's to be able to run easy enough that you can have – really good conversation now how do we know that that is in fact the right pace i'm going to tell you right now based on your 10k what pace that is but i also want to just give you a couple of cues to think about and that first one is if you are running with people you can have a a flat out um, conversation if you have accurate means of measuring your heart rates in other words you're using a um heart rate strap to measure your heart rate. That is another great way of ensuring um, and you, what you do is you want to take about 180 minus age and that gives you a rough idea of where your heart rate should be. It will go up a little bit over that on the hills but if it goes up too much over that on the hills, then you want mm-hmm. to slow down. Um, and actually walk to bring that 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 heart rate down, okay, so mm-hmm. in terms of real physical numbers, um what that means to to you based on where you're running is at the moment, I'd actually already calculated that, so I'll just pull that out um, my calculations out for your easy for your damn it, I keep going to the wrong page for your easy runs, that means you looking at in the region of seven to seven and a half minutes per kilometer. Mm. And on yeah. your on your long runs, you're looking mm. at just over seven. So let's call it 7.10 to about 7.45. Those are your – so that's your pace range that you're aiming for. And if you stay in that pace range, you should – remaining easy and and also just looking at that heart rate a little bit, you should actually slowly start drifting towards the faster ends of those paces. Mm -hmm. And then obviously as your 10K time improves, you can jump Mm -hmm. into the forum and we will then tweak those training paces and slowly speed them up.
0: Okay. How important is speed training?
2: So. At the beginning, at the now where we are, it's not mm. important at all, um, and it also provides you with the, with your biggest risk for injury. So, mm-hmm. I would just based on exactly where you are now, I would say that you're probably about six months away from getting real benefit from doing speed work, um, potentially a little bit less but that and that depends how strict you are about staying in these paces if you if you're very strict about staying at these easy paces running easy running to heart rate then you could be between three and and five months away from where you'll start to reap the real benefits from um speed work
0: hmm. okay um, and then yeah i think that's oh then just in terms of nutrition um, I eat a lot of bread. Okay. I've cut down on my sugar, but yeah, I still I think I still eat a lot of bread. Um what is ideal in terms of nutrition? Um to be having post run and I suppose even before run. Um but like I run a different time. Oh, this is now my other question about ideal time to run, but I'll ask that after this. But yeah, in terms of nutrition, what are ideal nutrition
2: things. So, look, what you have got going for you is that you mm-hmm. are, as you said, quite small, um, mm-hmm. and you obviously also are quite petite, not just short, because people always expect you to be a very fast runner. Um, mm-hmm. So from that point of view, you, you probably are fairly lucky in terms of your life cycle where you are now that mm-hmm. nutrition doesn't play as big a role um, in maintaining weight and health. But mm. as we get older, that will become more important. Uh, mm. So, look, eating too much bread per se isn't on its own a, a big problem, um, particularly mm. if you don't have any issues with, with gluten. But mm. it's what is going with that because you know, bread obviously has a lot of carbs, but it doesn't have a whole lot of other nutrition um, that goes with it. So, it then just be, it's it's then a question of of what are you having with those. now? In your in your before run, your yeah. before run stuff is mostly about energy, and so you know, slice of toast with tea or coffee before you head out the door is is. Really good. Um, again, we don't want to have too much, particularly if the proximity of that um, run. You know, in other words, you you you're eating quite close to running, then probably mm. a slice of toast with peanut butter and or honey and jam. You know, something simple like that, or, or a slice mm. of, of bread with with some slices of banana on it. That's mm. that. That's really great after running, and especially this is especially important of your hard runs and your your long runs. You want to get some carbs in, so that can, again, be in the form of a slice of, of toast with, with something on it. It could be in the form of an orange juice. It could be in the form of coffee with some sugar in it. It could be an energy drink, and obviously the further we run, the easier it is to get that with an energy drink, um, you know, be yeah. that Powerade or chocolate milk or something along those lines. And then... Coupled with that, we do want to start eating protein so in the mornings that would be you would be eating things like eggs and um, bacon um, you know higher protein foods and that yeah. would be to help your body to repair itself and and, and to recover from um, the work and if if you're a lunchtime runner, that would include things like chicken or, or, or salads with with some meat proteins or dairy proteins in it and obviously if you 're an evening Okay. So, so I'm using meat sources, um, examples, but the, that yeah. does mean it becomes even more important for you to pay attention mm-hmm. to your protein. So you're going to want to have things like legumes. Um, you're going to want to eat, uh, uh, things like tofu. Uh, I'm not a vegetarian, so I'm not, I'm not good enough when it comes to protein examples, but yeah, leg- legumes, your, um, uh, pea proteins, uh, your, whey, your, your whey proteins, if if you're okay with dairy, um, yeah. then then things like your whey proteins, but just be careful when you buy those because loads of them are just laced with sugar to make them taste nicer. So you're better wow. off getting like 100% whey and rather mixing it with your own because then you can control the, the amount of sugar. So you yeah. can, we can mix that in with fruit smoothies, with um, honey, you know those kind of things so that you you are are you controlling the amount of sugar that you take in with that that whey protein um yeah and then in the evening same things you just want to make sure that you pack that evening meal with with good quality plant proteins
0: mm. i and mean, just I forgot this with like when you're running a marathon or a half marathon I struggle with nutrition there um so I'll only start having a gel, which I don't even think works like after 10 Ks. And obviously that's, then I'm like already exhausted. And then you get people give you um whatever on the road. And you know, so at that point, like I don't even think these things work because I think I've left it too late. How do you know the balance? I mean, obviously you know your own body, but like how often what's the bracket, if there's a bracket for your nutrition during a race? Look, again,
2: Again, because of your size, you need less than most people. Okay? So we, we, we work it out about one gram per kg of body mass. And if you're eating healthily and you, you are starting races fully loaded, then it's probably less than that. So just, I mean, just looking at you, you probably need in the region of 30 to 45 maximum grams per hour of exercise. Yeah. So if you are using gels, the easy thing about gels is that if you took one gel an hour, that's that's more than half of what you need. Yeah. And then if you sipping on sipping on Powerade or Coke, you're easily yeah. going to yeah. hit that number. Again, because you're vegetarian, you might find things like nut butters like macadamia nut butters almond nut butters and cashew nut butters much easier to consume while you're running than gels they'll be nicer mm-hmm. on your palate Um you can get date-based uh date-based energy energy bars um and then you mm-hmm. get things like far bars and fast bars so there are loads of options of things that you might find much palatable because you don't enjoy a gel. And, of course, the important thing here is that on long runs, just try them out and you take most of those things with water. Uh, things like, like baby potatoes, cut in half. And if you took one of those every um, 15 or so minutes, that'll mm. go with a little. And then you're you also just taking a little bit of, of energy and Coke, at each mm. station, small amounts. So you're much better off starting early and taking very small amounts because they're easier to consume over mm. a longer period of time than waiting till 10Ks, needing larger amounts and struggling to, to get them down.
0: Mm. Okay. So it's definitely, you shouldn't be leaving it to after 10Ks. <laughs>
2: No, so, you know, in, in, the, in the 70s and 80s, people used to think that if you waited for 40 minutes until you took stuff on, it would open up all the pathways and everything, you know, is your body is ready. But mm. your body doesn't actually like to get to a point where it's low on, on energy. And also, once you need it, as I said, you, you, you need more to, to, mm. to make it effective. Um, so, starting early and trickling it into the system, that's the best way to do it.
0: Okay, I think my last one, I think, is just in terms of the running time, does it matter whether you run in the evening and in the mornings, because I mix it up, I don't have a set. obviously the, morning, um, the weekend long runs, I try to make them in the mornings, um, but like during the week, it just depends on what's happening at work.
2: There, there isn't an ideal time, we, we you know, human beings are, are, as much as we're the same and made up of the same, of everything, we're also very different in yeah. terms of how we respond to our environment. So the best time of the day to train is when you feel the best. Yeah. We, we do have to do some training in the mornings because that is typically when we race. So we do yeah. want to get – we do want to train our bodies to get used to yeah. that. So if, you, yeah. if you're doing your long runs in the morning, um, then you've, you've ticked that box. So then for the rest of the week, figure it out around your lifestyle and when mm-hmm. you feel the best. Um, Mm-hmm. And I, I I, I am the best in the afternoon but I very mm-hmm. seldom get to train in the afternoon so I do have to train early um, but there isn't really a there, there isn't mm-hmm. anything that says this is the best time of the day to train okay
0: um, I think I'm done yeah oh strength training uh, oh, no, did I... oh you, you, yes, did, you no. didn't
2: you didn't ask that yeah. And actually, yeah. I, I thought I was going to get an opportunity to slip that one in because in your first question, yeah. I actually thought to myself, that is a, a, something I should have mentioned right at the beginning of the talk. And that is for where you are in your running cycle and getting mm. more serious and getting more structured. Mm. And in fact, you also, I could have answered this also in where you asked about speed work and, and how to get mm. faster. In fact, in the short term, strength training is probably the single best thing you can do for yourself to get mm. faster in the short term. So highly recommended. Look, these things mm. are always, again, dependent on time. So mm. certainly one session a week will be of massive benefit. Two sessions mm. a week will be even more. And then from there, you, you may start running into points of diminishing return. So if you're running four days a week and doing, mm. doing strength training so, two days a week, then mm. I think that's a fairly full plate, um, mm. but you you should get some really cool running gains out of that.
0: Okay. Um, I will do that. And, yeah, that's that.
2: Cool. Tony, that was a really great chat. Um, some cool questions there, and I know there's going to be loads of of runners in our community that are going to benefit because they in exactly the same – Cycle, so yeah, shot for asking all those questions, and I look cool. forward to hearing about your progress in the forum. So don't be a stranger.
0: <laughs> cool, Super. thank you very much. Cool, this has been very helpful.
2: <laughs> Brilliant, thanks, Tony.
1: I love these coaching calls. Man, they are amazing. I get so much out of them as well. Flornie, best of luck on your journey. We'll catch up in the forums. Uh, And speaking of those forums, as we do every single week, we love sharing success stories uh, out of the success forum. And every single week we get new ones like this one from Martelis Brunt. Martelis said, just a word of thanks. I followed the sub-2-hour 21K program with the help of a selfless running partner. Managed to shave more than four minutes off my previous personal best and achieve my sub-two half marathon at Johnson Crane. Thank you for a great training platform. Martelis, you are most welcome. Congrats on that sub-two half marathon. That is such a great goal. And uh, yeah, I look forward to you smashing more and more PBs as you continue to train with us here at coachparry.com. If you'd like to join the Coach Parry Online Training Club, all you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. We'd love it if you come and train with us. We've got over 1,500 athletes around the world that are following science based training programs. There are over 70 of them. So it doesn't matter what your goal is, we've got a training program for you. You also get access to our team of coaches, Lindsay and the rest of the coaches within the forums every day. You can chat to them. We have weekly live Q&A calls where you can get a bit of FaceTime and actually ask your question uh, in person so you can get the help that you need to achieve the goals that you are chasing. Uh, so if you want to find out more about it, all you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash join. We'd love to have you.